You are now tuned in to Dubstep FBI. What's up, everyone? Happy New Year. Happy 2021. Happy 2021. (laughs) I know, right? It's crazy how 2020 played out. But it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be in terms of our progression and work-wise and everything. But But it was messed up, yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess we all have the time to just uh, start to do new things, you know? But as far as shows, which is like the most important thing for a DJ, producer, whatever. Yeah, that's that was the ba- the bad thing. Right. Well, Jessica, it seems like you've been kicking ass. I mean, judging from <laughs> your social medias, you were throwing live streams every week. You were on top of your game. So, like, what do you have in store for 2021? Well, like, not every week. But, yeah, I did, I did a bunch of live streams just because... Um, I, I don't know. I, I feel like um, even though we didn't have the shows, people was uh, still wanting to to see us and to listen to our new songs because all of the songs that we released on 2020, it was like, okay, what should I do with them? I cannot play them in shows on Geeks or anything. And Dubstep is kind of like, you know, that vibe of a fest, like the festival vibe, you know, the club vibe. Mm-hmm. And listen to Dubstep, on your house it's it's okay but it's not the same vibe you know right so i just i just feel like the need to um do all of these uh live streams just to show people that hey i'm here mm-hmm. dubstep is here like you know you, you can listen to me and you can uh watch me and all of the bass artists and still feel that vibe you know even though it was far from it but yeah i felt like it was like a little bit um important Mm-hmm. we we've been joking all year that we moved the pit to our living room so we, you know we got a big boom box we got this nice area where we can headbang you've probably seen us on tiktok yeah, yeah, going yeah. off even, even on my live streams like a lot of people show me videos that they 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 did like a like a house rail you know with mm-hmm. like the the grooms and stuff it yeah. Was so funny, but, yeah yeah Yep, exactly. You can have like your own little mosh pit in the living room. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, with for your sure. Roommate, with for your sure. mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So it's cool to see to see that. But you have a a couple shows coming up, don't you? I have one. The first gig of my year is gonna be in Miami tomorrow. Um, I I I don't even know what to expect. I mean, I did like the the club thing where it's like um limited capacity and all wearing masks and stuff. It was kind of weird because these gig, these um, venues are super big. Mm-hmm. So seeing them like at 10% capacity and stuff like that, it's so weird. But I'm still like um, grateful that I have gigs, you know? Yeah. So even if it's one person or 10 or 100 or whatever, I'm going to give my best. Right. So yeah. And what's it been like in Mexico? Because you're in El DF, right? Yes, I live in Mexico City. And um, in Mexico City, there's a lot of like, people just don't give a fuck around here about Sounds like COVID. They just do like a <laughs> um, bunch of 
parties, but like underground parties, you know, which I've never attend, but they just don't care. I mean, people are running clubs. They just pay a certain amount to keep their clubs open, you know, but it's not like um, the government doesn't know about it, you know, so it's really underground and stuff. But um, yeah, I haven't been attending to any of those. Also, I just don't play much around here because people just doesn't um, receive <laughs> dubstep well and clubs. <laughs> yeah. They just uh, rather listen to reggaeton and like pop stuff and hip hop. And their mariachi and mm -hmm. los corridos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. So uh, Mexico City and um, it hasn't been my concern as far as gigs because I don't get to play a lot of my gigs here anyway. So um, I started playing in the US like the last year and everything was going good until all of this happened. So mm -hmm. now I don't yeah. get to play anywhere. Well, Miami tomorrow. So I'm really excited. Yeah, I can relate to the whole dubstep not really being right accepted in mexico because i was just in playa de carmen this last week oh, with my family okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and in playa and tulum and stuff like that they play most uh mostly techno music mm -hmm. and, yeah yeah like deep house house music yeah for and sure. progressive house all of that and yes. my family put me in charge as the dj because you know i'll play a mix of everything <laughs> and yeah. anytime dubstep would come on they would just kind of look at me like seriously oh, can you sure. take this That's off the look i got all they the don't time get it. here. They don't they're get it. Yeah. They're not yeah. tuna bangers. I try to teach them how to do the high knees because we're known as <laughs> doing the girls to do the high knees. <laughs> yeah. They, just they were not they were not having it. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird here in Mexico because um uh techno music and deep house is like um you can hear them everywhere, even if it's a mainstream club. They start with techno and and deep house and stuff like that. But bass music, no, it's like no, you cannot play that here. Even if it's like four a.m. at night, you cannot play that. So we've been struggling with that like all these past years. So that's why I started to do my own um, events, you know, sort mm -hmm. of speak because I have my label. So I started to do like all of these um, shows for bass music and we were just getting there, you know, but again, all of this happened. <laughs> Talk <laughs> about your label, because I know a lot of people probably aren't that familiar with it. Like, how did it come yeah. about? And then talk about how it kind of started rolling before the whole COVID thing happened. Yeah, so um, I have three years with my label now. Um, it's called A Records and it's just, it was just basically, I started my label because I wanted to release my song somewhere, you know? When I was starting, um, I didn't have the attention of any of the international labels or bass stuff like around the world. So my managers were like, well, just, why don't you just make a label and you kind of release whatever you want? And um, so I started my label and then I had the opportunity to help another uh, bass music artist here in Mexico, too. So the label started to grow, you know, a little bit because um, all of the songs that I release on my label, I play them on, on my shows. So um, 
it was like starting to get noticed and we started to doing all these events called Madhouse mm -hmm. and they were like packed, like really, really packed. Mm -hmm. And um, we were doing the third one in April last year because of my birthday. And it was going to be a free show, like an entire free show. And before before that, I played at um, Extinction's gig in mm -hmm. March in Denver. We were there. Was playing too. We were there. We saw you for a little bit. Really? Uh huh. Yes. Oh my god, that was my last we were, show. Yeah. We were sad because the whole. So just sorry to go off topic here. So we had general admission, but to get into the show, you had to start waiting in line like three hours before the doors oh, yeah. open mm -hmm. and yeah, yeah, yeah. so some of our friends got in line for us and then yeah. we got there like an hour before doors open but even then they were taking so was, like security yes. was taking way too long everybody and we were was like come on that. jessica yeah. Audie fred is on mm -hmm. and we only oh caught, my like, god <laughs> we only caught like five minutes of your set and we were so sad <laughs> oh my god they took well, forever i yeah. know a lot of people told me that it was an amazing show it was my last show like like festival like big show so Riotin was playing there too. And I was like, hey, Chris, so my birthday is coming up and I'm going to do like uh, a Madhouse event in Mexico City. And I was like, do you want to go <laughs> like, to play? But I was just like joking, you know? Yeah. And he was like, yeah. Of course. And he was like searching for flights the next day and stuff. And that's when everything was closed at the airports, you oh. know? Yeah, oh, so I was like, just don't look at anything. I don't think it's gonna happen. But he was coming to play to my show, to my birthday. I mean, for my gig to of my label, you know. So it was going to be a, like a really good one. So yeah, and then after that, I was thinking about making Math House with international acts too, like friends of mine who I've been collabing or stuff like that, you know. So yeah. to make it a little bit bigger here uh -huh. that's so just sick. to open up the I, scene a little bit i love yeah. that you were like hey i'm just gonna start my own label like s screw everything else like yeah. you felt so <laughs> empowered enough to the point where you created this whole enterprise and now you're putting other artists on i think that's amazing for the scene and i love to see other women doing that yes i, I think it's amazing because at the beginning as i told you i, I was thinking more of my like for my releases and then i noticed that I could actually help a lot of Mexican producers right there. And not just Mexicans, I've released stuff even from Spain. Mm -hmm. But um, the thing is that I believe in those artists so much. So whenever I get to play their songs from, from my label, I try to caption them on videos so I can post it on my socials and tag them and just speak about them on my Instagram or whatever it can help. So it's not just like a regular label where you release stuff and that's it. No, mm -hmm. I just, I try to make special videos with them. I try to make live uh, interviews with them whenever I can do to help, you know? We were talking about that earlier. Like the difference between you and maybe a few other producers is that you're so engaged on social media. And like that really <laughs> makes makes the upcomers have hope that, you know, they can oh, get really? on your label and like you'll, they'll get some exposure. And I feel like yeah. it just, it contributes to the following that you have because you have a huge following. Uh, it looks like you have a cult uh, following thanks. to us, honestly. <laughs> well, I don't know. I just, I've always been myself. Like I, um, I try to um, give the fans back something because 
you're here because of them. So it just feels so bad not reposting a story where they mention me or whatever, you know, I just feel bad. I, I, it's not like me. And I'm always <clears throat> like so grateful that I, they love my music and that they support me, uh, my music, even my merch, you know, mm -hmm. just watching them uh, wearing my merch is like mind blowing to me that someone wants to wear my face on their chest. It's like, <laughs> Such a good what? feeling. <laughs> So I'm like, I feel so grateful every day. And I try to show them that, you know, because we're all here because of them. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's what's super admirable because, I mean, I would say you have a huge footprint, especially being in dubstep in Mexico. Mm -hmm. you're, pretty, yeah. you're pretty much the ambassador of Mexico, I would say. I but, mean, you know. I, I don't think so. We have Boombox Cartel too. <laughs> I mean, so. I don't know. Like, I, can I think mean, of he doesn't three. live here. Like you and Dizzo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I mean, we have a lot of cool artists, but I guess um, because I'm a woman, you know, it's like easy for them to um, notice me because there are not many women in dubstep, even mm -hmm. in Mexico. Like, I, I feel like you, you have more in the US, right? Yeah. Kind I mean, of. kind of. I think that 2021 is going to be a big year for women in dubstep, but I'm yeah. curious to hear what it's like for you to be a female in dubstep mm -hmm. in Mexico. Like, what is that like? <laughs> um, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun because um, I, I don't know. I've been playing dubstep for like over a little bit over eight years now. And at the beginning, uh, when I played dubstepping festivals like eight years ago here in Mexico I was so scared because um I thought people were going to leave my set you know Aww. I thought it was going to be like so harsh for them because even now it's still a little bit weird to play mm -hmm. dubstep so imagine like eight years ago yeah I can only play dubstep like on my friends parties or stuff like that but now I feel like um yeah because of what you said i think maybe people can relate to myself and think like maybe if she plays and she produces maybe i can do it too you know mm -hmm. so it's kind of been fun to know like all of the new artists i know it's a little bit hard if you don't produce that's like um the hard thing but if you produce i i want to meet you like if you live in mexico and you make dubstep i want to meet you and i want to help you so that's like the fun part, you know, to be always like in contact of all of these amazing artists. That's what I think is the best part. Mm -hmm. And I feel like even though there may not be a lot of people who love bass music, like it's hard to find other headbangers sometimes. Yes. Not, not in yes, Denver, exactly. but other parts of the world. They are and, just the nicest people. And when you do, <laughs> it's like unicorns. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like a unicorn. <laughs> So going off topic real quick, I so when I was in Playa de Carmen, yeah, I decided to go scuba diving and I wanted to go mm -hmm. to some of the cenotes. And so I found yes. a dive guide and he took me on a private tour. And we actually, I don't know if you guys seen it, but we took an underwater photo with the Dubst FBI flag. It's pretty sick. I'll put it on All the right, video. I seen it. I'm going to check it out. <laughs> but yeah. it's, it's super cool. But anyways, obviously the flag was super <laughs> wet. And so I was like, all right, we need to like lay this out and let it dry out. So we go back to the truck and I'm taking off my wetsuit and everything. And I have the flag over the truck bed. 
And I had a few people coming up to us and being like, you listen to dubstep? Oh, I do too. What? And they're like, you're oh the dubstep BI. Am I going to be arrested? Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, there's headbangers in Cancun. <laughs> yeah. It's like it was family, so cool. Right? Yeah, it's like family. I feel like, like when I travel to another part of the world and I meet with some Mexican, it's like, oh, what's up? Hello, mm -hmm. como estas? It's like, it's like family, even if you don't know them, you know? Yeah. I feel like... That's the way, that's the same uh, way here, like about dubstep. I I have uh, like a bunch of friends and we're all friends because of that, basically. <laughs> like mm -hmm. all of the artists that you see in my labels, we're all friends and we're all friends because of that. So yes, it's like really powerful. And it's, <laughs> it's a powerful too. thing. Like I've met most of my best friends on the internet and it's because we all love dubstep. Like you connect with your dubstep friends right? on the internet and then you eventually meet in person and you just yes. have the best relationship. Yes. yes, that's the difference when I play in the US um, is that you all have this amazing community, you know, like the, the rave community. You're all so nice, like so, so nice. Mexico is here. It's it's nice too, but in here, if they don't like you, they just they won't support you. Like it's it's kind of a tough crowd. Mm -hmm. But in the U.S., you are all like so open-minded. And even if I play um, super weird dubstep, you're gonna groove to it. You mm -hmm. know, that's what like a little bit different than here. But um, I like both. I like both audiences. Yeah, I feel like it's also different from country to country. Like when we were in Europe going to shows, people were not willing to talk to strangers, you know? Oh, yeah. It's like they're not just going to come up to you and like trade candy with you, you know? No, 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 <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's, it's so different. But um, in Europe, I feel they're more like um, reserved, you know, mm -hmm. like more um, they keep the things for themselves. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they do love well, their chance. Except for in yeah, Spain. I think in Spain, it's like, it's kind of like a Latin vibe, you know? Far away from Latin America, Spain is kind of that kind of vibe. Yeah. But the rest of Europe, no, not so much. Mm -hmm. Have you played anywhere in Europe? Yes, I played in Spain because my mom is Spanish. Mm -hmm. My dad is Mexican and my mom's Spanish. So um, I have all my family... Um, on my, how do you say? Toda la familia de parte de mi mamá. All your family from your mom's side. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they live in, in Barcelona. Ah, oh, yeah. Barcelona? And ever since I was a little girl, me and my brother used to go there for the long vacations, you know, in July. Mm -hmm. So we stood there like for three, four months and then we, we come back to Mexico. So, um, yeah, I played, I played in Barcelona. No, in Valencia. Oh, it was Valencia. amazing. Mm -hmm. It was amazing, yes. You lived in Spain, didn't you? Yeah, I lived in Barcelona. <laughs> I love Barcelona. It's like oh. one of my, my favorite cities around the world, like for yeah. sure. It I has that it. vibe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I would totally move back in a heartbeat, but they need to have more dubstep there. <laughs> uh, that's what's missing, though. Then it'll be, it, it'll be perfect if they have more dubstep shows. Spanish rail breakers, where you at? Yeah. <laughs> Los españoles, ¿dónde you. están? <laughs> yeah, it's so nice. It's an amazing city. 
That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, I was actually stalking your Instagram earlier. Sorry, but your Instagram (laughs) is so on fleek. I noticed noticed that you are an ambassador for Adidas Mexico. Oh, yes. Like, how did that even happen? I don't know. I don't know. It's like one of, (laughs) it's so weird. It's one of those things that happens and you're like, really? So um, I started to work with Adidas three years ago. They used to give me clothing in exchange of some posts and stuff like that. So it wasn't like money involved. There wasn't like a contract or anything. It was just like, okay, I'm, we're going to give you clothes. And, and I was like, yay, for sure. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I've been an Adidas fan for like years. It's like an organic, um, I don't know how to say it. Like I've always been in love with that brand. Like mm-hmm. for sure is my my favorite brand from all times. So when they decided to give me clothes, I was like, yes, for sure, I'll do it. And then uh, it escalated. And then the second year they were like, okay, so we, we like what you've been doing with us. And we wanted to give you your first like collab, so to speak. It was the Arkin silhouette. I think Kendall Jenner was the ambassador for that silhouette in the US. Mm-hmm. And they gave that silhouette to me here in Mexico City. So they built kind of like my my room as if it was my room in the in the flagship store. So you will go to the store and you will enter my bedroom. There was like what? ton of pictures of me. There was like uh, CDJs where <laughs> you can play. Okay. I know they built like an entire bedroom as if it was my bedroom. So you can come to like my world, you know. And to me, that was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Having so a brand weird. that big, like, fall in love with you? Oh, my gosh. No, that's, that's actually so really cool. crazy. Yeah. I still have those shoes just because they mean so much to me. It was my first mm-hmm. uh, collab, so to speak. And then after that collab, um, they offered me a contract. So I'm an official ambassador, and I went to Argentina, and we shoot, like, uh, uh, a campaign together. And now this is my second year um, – being an ambassador with them. And I just did another uh, campaign with them for the, um, for another silhouette. That's so So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's going great. Killing it. Yeah, the whole room (laughs) thing is super sweet too. Like it takes a lot for a company that big to recognize you, let alone like build out the flagship store in your name. I know. No, trust me, to me, it's still like, what the fuck? Like, how? But I'm so happy and that's like, one of the best things uh, since it happened, it has been like one of the best things that ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. I'm so do, grateful with them. Do they like let you in on the latest releases? Do you get yes, up? they That's send me coming. the yes, they send me the releases even if they are not on stores. So I have the shoes and and I get to see them before they're on stores everywhere. So it's kind of dope. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't complain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's so cool. And the team is amazing. They all all, uh, have an amazing team for the ambassadors. We're like uh, 20 ambassadors here in Mexico or less. And they're all so nice to us. Like, it's an amazing brand. So I'm I'm so happy with them. (laughs) Well, changing topics here. So I have a question for you. What women would you say are killing it in dubstep right now? 
Oh my god, I have so many. Top okay. Five. <laughs> or just name them. Name them all. <laughs> I'm gonna name them all. I feel like it's kind of a pyramid. Like first you have like the two rave moms which are like Res and Alison Wonderland, you know? Those are like no no no, it's Res, Alison Wonderland, and then to me it's Anna Luno. Those are like the top three here, like those are amazing and then um i have um i love lucy i love bampa i love saya cp lisa jane of course genie yeah. jinx who i'm playing mm -hmm. with tomorrow at miami shout out jinx um, hell yeah yes <laughs> and i think they're all like doing an amazing job and if you notice each every every girl has like their own style you know mm -hmm. it's not like mm, i don't know like oh bampa sounds like jessica or jessica sounds like bampa no it's like they all have like their amazing styles on their own which is amazing and um i don't know we would love to see i would love to see a party with all of us mm -hmm. together agreed we need an all-female right? lineup let's get <laughs> yes. it let's get yeah. popping in denver this summer come on ladies. yes <laughs> Please. <laughs> Ladies, let's all go to Denver. Yeah. Let's throw a party. Well, let's rent a penthouse. You know, let's do like dinner and drinks and then throw down. Yeah. So they're all cutting it right now. Yeah. And I feel like whenever I meet other women who listen to dubstep in general, they're just like so chill. You know, like it's hard to find other other girl headbangers. But when you do, like I click immediately with them. I'm like, oh, let's rage, sure. sister. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. I've met, um, I'm, the last year I got to tour with Bampa, uh, with Saya, uh, Level Up, I forget, yes. I forgot about her. Yes, and um, I met all of them and, and they were like so nice and so chill and I keep talking to them. I was supposed to do a back-to-back -back with CP on Miami last year too. So that was going to, it was going to be amazing and then I got canceled and I was, I was texting her like, I was so I was hoping to to see you for the back to back and she was like yeah but they're all amazing and it's true they all have like this chill vibe to them you know they're all like hey girl yeah what's up and they talk to me and and I talk to them like if we were friends from like a lot of years mm -hmm. so that's that's dope Speaking of back-to-backs, we all saw your back-to-back -back with Excision at Base Canyon. What the heck? Like, that was so sick. How did that even happen? That was so weird, too. <laughs> like, the Adidas thing. Like, so I was um, in my studio one day, and they, my managers were like, um, hey, here's an offer for you. They, they, they sent me the offers before um, so I can check them out and I can, like, approve them or not, right, for the gigs. So they were like, hey, you have an offer here. And it says, um, Base Canyon, Excision, back to back, Jessica. And I was like, I think this is wrong. I mean, <laughs> I think I, it's not okay. And they were like, no, 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 it is, it is correct. And I'm like, wait, am I doing a back to back with Excision? Like, what the fuck? And they were oh like, God. yes, you are. So they explained me about um, the back to back with all this racing um rising artists and stuff and i was like oh my god i just the fact that i'm going to do a back-to-back -back with excision it was like nerve-wracking you know mm -hmm. like in my mind i was like 
what if I messed up? Like when he's, yeah. <laughs> you know, when he's playing a song, what if I messed up with the other song? Like, no, 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 no. And then um, he he tweeted me. Well, he sent me a message through Twitter, and he was like, "Hey, Jess, so glad you accept the offer. Um, so glad we're, I'm gonna have you here at Base Canyon. We're also happy to have you." And I'm like, "What the fuck?" Damn. He was like, "Oh, so um, do you need stems for some for um, one of my songs so you can remix it and maybe like uh, play it at Base Canyon for the first time?" And I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> Yes, thank you so much. Like, is this yeah. real? Is this happening? Is this real? <laughs> and you were like, okay, which one you want? And I'm like, Africa. <laughs> and the right in in two minutes, I had the stems on Twitter, Damn. like like that, so fast. And I was like, oh my god, thank you. I'm gonna do my best. <laughs> yeah, to like not messed up. <laughs> this yep. song and he was like no just go and do whatever you want whatever you feel so um i finished the song like one week before bass canyon i finished the, the remix like one one week before and um when i played there it was the first time he he will be listening to it and he was like what the fuck and i was like what the <laughs> and we hugged because i was like oh my god i did it like i did it and I, it was so nerve-wracking but the thing that kept me like a little bit calm before the show, it was that right before the back-to-back -back with all of us, it was Flux Pavilion. He was playing before us. And when he was like um, getting downstairs in order for us to come up, he was like, Jessica, you got this, you're gonna kill it, you know? And just to have him as like a mentor, you know, from circus and stuff, saying like hey chill everything's gonna be okay there was like thirty thousand people or i don't know how many people there was and i was like okay yeah i'm gonna do this so i was like really nervous before but then flux told me those magic words and i was like okay let's mm -hmm. go <laughs> let's get it i mean to have flux, let's get it flux pavilion yeah. of all people hype you up like i know he's the he man was a, yeah yeah he was like really happy to see me and Chimes because we're both from Circus. So he was like, um, you're, he, he basically mentioned something like Circus is on your um, shoulders now. Okay, so don't, <laughs> please go oh, do it. <laughs> don't fuck it up. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't fuck it up. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God. Okay, wow. so Chimes and, and me were like, okay, we got this, let's do it. And it was so fun. That day was like, magic like mm -hmm. all around you know i get to meet like a lot of people for the first time and it was dope that's so sick because that's actually how i discovered you through that remix and then my friend sent me the snippet of your back to back with him from soundcloud and i was i just remember like playing it on repeat for a couple weeks after that i was like damn who, who i still this? listen to it <laughs> it's so <Really>? good yeah <laughs> yeah even now when i play it even though it has like one year old it's one year old now. It's like um, people knows the drop and stuff. So uh, I think I think it was a cool remix, <laughs> a cool mm -hmm. re little remix. Hell yeah, that's legendary. Yeah. I it was dope. So too. Cool. Well, we will jump into what we call the lightning round. So I don't know if you've done any of these before, but we're just gonna ask you questions like this or that. So just answer them as quick as possible. And okay, Chrissy, get started. All right. 
Pink hair or blue hair? Blue hair. <laughs> Even though I have pink hair now. <laughs> you rock them both. <laughs> this is just a face, but I'll go back to pink, to blue or silver. Ooh. Soon. Can't wait to see it. Yes. <laughs> yes. What are your dog's names? Paco and Chiqui. Paco <laughs> y Chiqui. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Oh, me gusta. Me gusta el perro. Los perros. Los perros. Paco el perro. Oh, the white girl. I need to teach you some Spanish, Chrissy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Do you have any siblings? Yes, one older brother. His name is Christian. 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 Nice. Yes. So I don't know if you have like a ballpark on this, but how many live streams do you think you played over lockdown? Oh my God. I think I played like 15. Oh, it's a good amount. Look at that, right? That's yeah. really good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. What are your must haves in the studio? I see it back there. Well, um, what am, this is my must-haves. I have the Apollo Twin here. I have my uh, monitors, which are alpha focal. And then I have my complete right here. So yeah. Sweet. All right. This is a tough question, especially for me, because I'm Mexican. <laughs> ¿Qué prefieres? Tacos o tamales? Wait. Tacos. Tacos, tacos, tacos all the way. Tamales. I, I don't like tamales that much. I love just, tamales. Oh my god. I, love, I mean, I like them too, but I, I would eat one in like a month. Oh and my god. And for tacos, I could eat them every day. Like, no problem true. about that. Actually, yeah, that's yeah. true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tacos are more fun. I feel like tamales are kind of bland sometimes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Coming from it's, me, I I love bland things. Yeah, <laughs> no, but, but tacos, yeah, I can eat them like every day. True. Same here. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> okay, SoundCloud or Spotify? Right now, Spotify. So sad because it used to be SoundCloud, but yeah. But no, right now it's Spotify, definitely. At a festival, what main stage would you prefer? Would it be EDC Las Vegas? Or Tomorrowland? Tomorrowland, Belgium. It is the Las Vegas all the way. It just has this magic. The first time that I played there, I was like, is this real? Mm -hmm. This is like, an, like a mini city. It is. Like, it is. what the fuck? It feels like you're on a different planet. Yes. And I've never been to Tomorrowland, but I know they're all more into those, like, mainstream EDM vibes, you know, like... Um, like Tiesto, Steve Aoki, David Guetta. Yes. All the big room house DJs. Armin. Exactly. It's more like big room and techno and stuff like that. And that's fine. And I know that they have their base stage. But um, I don't know. I don't know how it would be to play main stage there. Yeah. It would be so we, we did see Alice in Wonderland mm -hmm. main stage at Tomorrowland. Oh, well, yeah. Sick. Yeah, yeah. That was sick. That, that's cool. Yeah. But... Now, EDC Vegas, I think. I will say EDC Las Vegas is probably my favorite festival because in the desert, it feels like you're on Mars. Like, you can do whatever you yes. want out there. You know? There's no way Yes, like it's it. like a Mad Max thing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It has that vibe. 
Okay, last question. Who are your biggest mentors? All of the circus guys. Flugs, Dr. P, Fun Case, even Cookie, you know, that I was so sad that he, he, he was gone. But they're all like my mentors because I started to listen to dubstep because of them. Yeah. So like um, when when I started to play dubstep, there were there were many like producers, you know, out there. So you get to listen to Caspa and yes. Flux and stuff Twelve. like that. Yes. So uh, that's the type of dubstep that I like, like the old mm-hmm. dubstep, you know, like more simple. Yeah like way more skinkier, like, you know, with the melody and stuff. So to me, um, Flux and Dr. P and all of them are like, whoa. (laughs) Legend. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, Jessica, do you have any final words you'd like to say to everyone who's listening? Muchas gracias. Thank you so much. Um, I love that you're all supporting us and girls and boys and whatever in bass music. Thank you so much for this interview, and I hope to see you soon at some gig in Denver, right? Yeah, Denver. We got you yes. here in the three of three. Come play a show, <laughs> and then we can go hiking after. <laughs> and we can go ahead and do amazing. high knees. Yes, we got yes. you, girl. <laughs> yeah. So we'll- I hope to see you soon at a gig or something. And um, thank you so much for the interview. Of course, of course. Thanks so much for everyone who's listening. Be sure to subscribe. This was the first episode of season two. So thank you again, Jessica, for joining us. And thank you you guys posted. Yes. We love you. Bye. (laughs) Stay safe. Ciao. (laughs) Bye.